0: Welcome back to another episode. This is uh, Season 4, Episode 21 of Way Tog's Bagpipe and History Podcast. We just listened to a tune from a new collection, a uh, new episode, therefore a new collection, um, a fellow named Robert Bremner that. Interestingly, Bremner, we've already listened to some of his work, basically, he was a music printer at Edinburgh, and he actually printed uh, McGibbon's collection, which we listened to a couple weeks ago, or some tunes out of that a couple weeks ago. Um, but Bremner went on to publish two collections of Scott's Reels in uh, his own right in the 1750s and 60s, um, and the 60s one actually includes dance steps, much like John Walsh's dance collection. Uh, anyway, so we're going to hear from Robert Bremner. So we already heard Pudding Maggie, which was just too clever of a tune name, or it sounded too cute as a tune name for me not to play it, and I kind of like the way it sounded. So that's why we heard that. Mostly this episode, we're going to listen to three different settings for a tune called Peas Straw, or Clean Peas Straw. Um, We're going to hear it from Robert Bremner, who we just, uh, like I said, we just played one of his tunes. Um, And then I found a setting for it in uh john sutherland's pastoral pipe collection so we're gonna hear kind of what a pastoral piper did with the tune piece straw and then we'll finish with how i was first exposed to it uh, donald mcdonald's 1828 setting of piece straw on highland pipes so three different uh takes on clean piece straw um so yeah, we've got two new collections. So we already heard one from Brumner. We're going to hear another tune from John Sutherland's collection. Uh, that's going to be Jack Layton or Jack Latton, which is, uh, you might remember, we did William Dixon's setting for Jack Lattin, uh for Border Pipes. I played that on Highland Pipes last week. So we're just going to hear how a pastoral piper played it uh, in the mid-18th century. And then we're also going to just to kind of round things off, hear a tune from O'Farrell. So the tune from O'Farrell is going to be called Short and Sweet. Um, Took me a long time to figure out how to play it, but uh, so I don't know, Short and Sweet maybe is not the right title for it, but it's a pretty cracking little tune. So that is what is up for the podcast. Um, We'll go ahead and include another plug. Still haven't gotten a new review uh, at, at the time of recording, so if you like the podcast, please... You know, reach out. I and mean, Keep getting nice messages from folks on Instagram, and I appreciate those. Um, but yeah, you can also say something nice about the podcast and leave us a rating on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, or if your listener of choice uses it, you can do that. Um, and just reminder: if you are listening to this show off of a link, you can also listen to the show on, you know, whatever your favorite podcast listener is. So itunes or spotify or uh, St- stitcher or all kinds of stuff so uh yeah so you can listen in comfort uh it's been kind of interesting i'm doing a little bit different things here this week um still getting the, the hang of this new microphone i have decided i don't like it <laughs> i've uh made all kinds of I've tried different settings and the I-, I somehow got a day of decent elon pipe recording off of it i think. Um and then every time I went to, to try it again there's just too much buzzing attached to it. So I've I've just switched back to using my Zoom recorder. Uh, it's just really remarkable that kinda time and time again my zoom recorder is just a much better it's just good. It's just such a good recording device. Um and part of the problem I don't have a mixing board or anything and I'm sure that's part of the problem. The mic I'm using is a condenser mic. It's just a USB, so I might be shooting myself in the foot. Um but it's you know, I it works on my scissor stand, which means I can record the speaking parts a little bit more comfortably, so we'll call that... Uh, maybe that's just what it's going to be good for. I do think uh, maybe getting the dynamic mic is the problem, and I wonder if my... or condenser is that what they call it? I'm not sure. Um, I think my Zoom doesn't have the same kind of dynamic thing that might cause some troubles. Anyway, that's microphone talk from a guy that doesn't know anything about microphones um, had a kind of big threshold for me I don't know the you know when we got to a thousand downloads on the podcast that felt like a huge deal um, and then we kind of passed two thousand a while ago and that felt pretty cool and uh, we a little, couple days ago we crossed the three thousand threshold and more to the point the episode last week we were we were two to listen shy of giving a hundred downloads on the first day, which just felt cool. And, uh, yeah, just making these little, these stupid little benchmarks for myself. Like I, I had sort of said that if I wound up with a hundred listeners, um, I would quit promoting, like if a hundred people just subscribed. Um, cause at this point I am pasting links to this podcast all over various Facebook groups and Reddit groups. But, um, uh, anyway, um, sorry for those of you, if, uh, hopefully it isn't bothering you too much. Uh, I know there are many people that are in, uh, some, several, if not all of the groups that I am posting links to the podcast in. Um, so just bear with me and yeah, apologies for spamming all of the various traditional music and bagpipe groups on the internet with links to my show. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, I'm recording this a little bit differently. Uh, Generally, I wind up recording the show on like Thursday or Friday, so I can release it on Saturday at kind of midnight, but uh, school's starting up, so the last couple days I have been recording tunes like crazy, and now I am trying to kind of just front load some stuff, so as school starts up, I I think I'll be better set with a bunch of tunes in the can, um, and maybe a couple episodes in the can, so... We'll see. I don't have anything to do tomorrow except go to a protest, so I might um, record another episode. So we'll have a couple kind of pre-recorded and ready to go. Um, Shouldn't be too much changing. Hoping to still do weekly shows. Um, Still planning on doing Tune of the Day until the year's up. Uh, That doesn't feel like it'll be too difficult. The tunes might change and get simpler. Um, But we'll see how that works out. So shouldn't have too much to worry about, I guess <laughs> not a lot for uh, not a lot to change on y'all's front just keep listening and enjoying and like I said, you'd really do me a favor if you sent a review in to iTunes or sent me a message that you enjoy listening to the show or if you pick up a tune or something from uh, what I'm doing. That'd be cool to know too. Um, speaking of picking up tunes, just a reminder too, that every episode, like in the show notes, um, on the website, uh, I think you can access them just on your iTunes listens or your podcast listens too. I've got links to kind of museum copies of all of the the tunes that I'm playing. So if you're a musician or just curious, you can go through and listen to those things. So let's move on to some tunage. Um, he said we started with a robert bremner uh tune bremner's sort of an interesting cat like he's like i said he's a music publisher out of edinburgh in the 1740s he published william mcgibbon's uh collection and uh, he's just got an interesting history like a lot of these old tune manuscripts um the people that wrote them like don't (laughs) <laughs> they just don't make it into the history books terribly well. Uh, but Bremner's got a pretty thorough Wikipedia page if you wanted to read more about him. But supposedly one of his collections is the first like published Strassbe collection for folks that are not players of this music or real connoisseurs. That's like the real um, dotted and cutting, at the real like just Scottish dance tunes. It's a way of playing reels that is real bouncy and cool sounding, but pretty uniquely Scottish. Um, I think, I assume from Strass Bay, from the Spey River kind of area, but I could be wrong. Um, Could be wrong about that. But anyway, interesting history he published for, you know, the Edinburgh Music Society and wound up eventually moving to London. But we do get these two collections of uh, Scott's dance reels, uh, which I was kind of just stumbled upon and looking up the history of a tune on Tune Archive I found out that this collection existed and the second one published in the 1760s includes kind of dance notes how to actually do these country dances with it um, but that's enough about that uh, let us check in on uh, this is Bremner's take of the tune Clean Peas Straw uh, playing it on Ellen Pipes because it doesn't Well, that's just kind of where I do most of my tune experimenting, I suppose, is on L.M. Pipes at this point. So here is Robert Bremner's, I think, 1757 uh, is when this was published. Uh, Not 100% sure on the date. I think he has one collection from the 1750s, and then the other one clearly states um, the date. But uh, anyway, here is Robert Bremner's Clean Peace (laughs) Straw." see a problem with pre-recording tunes. Uh, I definitely made some choices in that execution uh, that I wish I hadn't, but uh, in order to keep the show going, I think I'm going to let that stand as is. We're going to hear many different takes of piece, Straw, so it's okay if I did some goofy regulator stuff with one of them, right? Um, yeah, so as I said last week, you know, after watching Blackie O'Connell's talk on Southern uh, California... Ellen Pipers Club, I've realized that I've been sitting wrong, and now all of a sudden I can hit all my regulators, and sure enough, I want to. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so it's gonna, new learning curve, and uh, new hill to climb here on my Ellen Piping, so yeah, you all might get subjected to some experimenting with uh, how regulators are supposed to work. Uh, It does seem like uh, our next collection, so if I'm John Sutherland, who's a pastoral piper, from Aberdeenshire in the 1760s-ish. Um, but it seems like he had a regulator. Uh, he actually, in his tune collection, he includes what regulator notes to hit uh, on a couple tunes. I haven't looked at those yet, but just kind of reading a little write-up about it. Um, so pastoral pipes, if you don't know, are kind of the ancestors to illan pipes. They are very similar to... Uh, are very similar to illin pipes, but anybody that plays a pastoral pipe will probably wildly argue that I'm wrong about that, uh, and in some ways I am. It's a, it's kind of a different beast of an instrument. It has this weird foot, so you don't play the bottom D the same way as you do with illin pipes, and uh, it's 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 different. It's a different instrument, um, but not one I don't I don't think all of my desire to have bagpipes. I'd have to be very wealthy to. Get a hold of a set of pastoral pipes or maybe i don't know 3d printing is sure making a lot of instruments um, possible but i think that's sort of the only way i'd wind up with one uh, as much as i'm kind of intrigued and would love to have a historic looking set of um, pastoral pipes or union pipes but uh... Anyway, like I said, Sutherland, uh, John Sutherland, he has this pretty massive manuscript collection. Uh like I said, I, I put the links to my sources on every episode, and John Sutherland's manuscript collection is a little bit trickier to do that with. So I, I like to link to um books and generally the National Library of Scotland has several different tune collections that have printed versions of these texts that I can link to the exact page. Uh Sutherland's Pastoral Pipe, um, settings are a little bit harder to find that way so I've got a link to them but it's just to a website where then you can search to find it as a pdf on Ross's music page so I have to do a little bit more digging if you want to look at it and it's worth it there are some really cool tunes uh, in Sutherland's manuscript but uh, first let's look at Sutherland's version of Pea's Straw Uh, you know it's obviously recognizable as the same tune but some different choices and settings have been done here i wasn't even half ashamed of that uh, regulator performance so i last week's episode i had two microphones going so i'd have one microphone for the chanter and one microphone for the regulators and drones and it just you know that th- that worked okay but the problem with miking the drones and the regulators and when you play the regulators they are super loud uh, and kind of overpower the chanter so i'm playing around now uh a i figured out that having two mics going at once just wasn't going to work with, I don't know, I don't know if turning my microphone on and off or something goofed up the settings or what, but I just can't get good bagpipe recording sound out of this new microphone at all. Um, but I realized that by sitting on a swiveling chair, uh, you can kind of hear it. Like if I face the chanter, when I'm just playing the chanter, I point the drones more towards the microphone. And then when I'm going to switch to the regulator playing, I kind of pivot so that the the regulator sound is a little bit more backgroundy and less forefronty i don't know i kind of like it and it's pretty doable with a just an office chair that pivots um yeah it's not a it's kind of a funny thing to be a little obsessed with 18th century music and now also obsessed with how to get a microphone set up correct for this you know very 21st century phenomenon of recording a podcast but that's where we're at. Uh, anyway, and now let's uh, listen to how I first encountered this tune, which is uh, in Donald McDonald's 1828 collection of Highland Pipe tunes. Um, it's a good tune. It's like a fast, easy one to learn. Uh, I've, I clearly I had been playing it for a couple decades. So, or for a decade, maybe not quite 20 years, but definitely uh, 10. I had been making some, oof, more than 10. just felt old sorry just did the math in my head um anyway i've been playing this tune for more than 10 years and so i made some changes to it i've uh, tried to play this closer to how donald mcdonald wrote it rather than showing off all my changes but uh clearly some of my choices creep into there but this is a good example of one of the things uh I've struggled with finding, like, an 18th century bagpipe repertoire is, you know, the first published collection of Highland bagpipe tunes, like dance music, is 1820s. so, you know, how to tell, how to know that a tune is that old is, is kind of tricky, but um, by finding a tune like Pea's Straw, which is in all of these older kind of mid-18th century Uh, Tune collections as well as an 1820s collection makes me feel like yeah i bet a lot of the stuff in that in those first published uh, bagpipe collections probably date back to the 18th century and since we don't have a highland pipe repertoire like we do ellen pipes or pastoral pipes or border pipes for the 18th century you know we kind of have to make educated guesses and You know, as I've gotten more and more familiar with uh, 18th century tune collections for dance music that aren't bagpipes, it turns out that a lot of my assumptions about if a tune was old or not have been kind of proven true, at least. Like, I had good instincts. Wish you could have a degree in that, just kind of guessing if a tune's old or not. Um... Anyway, so here is Donald McDonald's setting of pea straw. Uh, interestingly, I mean, I don't know if this is interesting. Bremner and Sutherland both call it clean pea straw, and McDonald just calls it pea straw. I don't know if. Uh, I think pea straw. Do you use pea straw for thatch? I don't know if that's what it's a reference to, or if you can use it for bedding. Um, the clean thing makes me think that it's a reference to bedding and using um, straw for a bed, but I don't know could also be thatching material or maybe it's just f- for feeding livestock or something completely different maybe they're just talking about splitting it down for hats and you need clean straw for that i don't know um anyway here is pea straw from donald mcdonald uh, perhaps it's dirty we don't know he just calls it a pea straw Yeah, so i guess it makes sense that's clearly more in line with the pastoral pipe setting for the tune but uh good tune peace draw highly recommend good one to throw in the old repertoire it sounds familiar to me i think it might be in the soundtrack to either rob roy or, Magra- or um braveheart um definitely when i encountered it it sounded very familiar uh when i was first looking through donald mcdonald's setting but fun little tune easy to make uh, your own kind of adjustments to uh, let's let's do some more Sutherland stuff so like I said John Sutherland's collection was new to me I I saw about it I, I had heard about it or read about it on Toon Archive last week seen some settings from it there but I hadn't actually seen the full collection yet and uh posted around and and thanks to some help I found the collection and uh it's on Ross's music page. Like I said, it's a little bit hard to, to look at, but uh, Sutherland has a setting for Jack Latin. So we're going to do that. This team, Jack Latin is pretty cool. Like I said, should, could do a whole episode just on it. Um, there's a cool article, a link to the description kind of to this tombstone that is probably who Jack Latin is named for. That's why I'm calling it Latin because the poem that the family kind of retained, uh, well it's this jack latin dressed in satin broke his heart of dancing he danced from cancel brown castle brown to morristown um so supposedly this guy uh like danced too hard and had a heart attack and died when he was 21 uh so i don't know kind of interesting interesting stuff definitely worthy of a tune and a pretty rockin' tune at that so um Let's hear what uh, John Sutherland would do with uh, Jack Latton on Pastoral Pipes. Uh, definitely some dim- differences between William Dixon's like massive 10-part variation tune, but um, still, you can, you can kind of hear it there. So anyway, here we go. Another take of Jack Latton. stuff stuff. Um, anyway, big thanks to uh, the Border Pipe and listeners. It's clear I had so many downloads because of people that were from that Border Pipe uh, group, the Lowland and Border Pipe Society. I just I don't know. I love the I love those settings, but the idea of buying another instrument is scary to me right now. Um, yeah, gotta get gotta find a way to get super wealthy so I can just buy all the bagpipes that I want. Um, We'll see how that works out. Anyway, so that, uh, about does it for this week. Uh, last push here to go ahead and leave a review on iTunes and, um, yeah, make sure to check out the the website. If you want to find any of these tunes, you can send me a message. Seems like people that listen from Instagram are the most vocal, so you can message me there, but, uh, the group's also got a Facebook page. If you just search way 2 on Facebook, you'll find it. If you didn't already listen to it from a link, um... Yeah, thanks for listening. We're gonna go out with an O'Farrell tune. This one's called "Short and Sweet." Uh, kind of looking it up on Traditional Tune Archive. There doesn't seem to be any other, like, there's not a other kind of widely known source for it. No, it was definitely a new to me melody. So, here is O'Farrell setting for a fun little tune called "Short and Sweet," and we will talk to you all next week. Hopefully, have a new episode every Saturday at midnight, like we've been doing. So, cheers.